You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. If you try to remember, you will lose. Empty your mind. Be formed. Shape like water. The fighters that ever set foot in this planet. I'm the only world champion in the state's national champion. I'm a two-time national college champion. I was never beating Cotton. Be proud of it. The Action Martial Arts Power Hour. All right, welcome to the Action Martial Arts Power Hour with your host, one of America's foremost Wing Chun Masters, Sifu Allen Goldberg. Allen, how are you? Oh, how are you doing? So a little gloomy here from our slum, but uh, we're, we're making it through here. Yeah, yeah, you know, as uh, before we even start the show, you know, I, I want to say, in case uh, anyone hasn't been listening to the news, uh, on the Northeast, we have been slammed with the devastation of Hurricane Sandy, uh, all the five boroughs, I mean, uh, several states. And I do urge our listeners to donate to the American Red Cross as we try to build back from this catastrophe uh, that we that we've seen firsthand. And I'm sure that you you would agree with me, Alan. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, being here, just seeing it on the news and talking to people is one thing. But when you see what's going on, I was fairly lucky. You know, I just lost my life, but I have friends that literally were devastated, lost their homes, cars, and there were certain areas that literally looked like war zones. And oh, yeah. I, same yeah. thing, you know, I, I already did my donation to the Red Cross, and I, I was so frustrated that I wanted to get out there in the street. But, you know, you don't know what to do first. And right. the only thing you can really do if you don't know is just donate to the Red Cross because they, they, they are the forefront right now helping people. They really are. Yeah, they came late to the game on Staten Island, but at least they're there doing what they need to do. Uh, FEMA's there, and the uh, National Guard is there. They're doing their thing. That's why we, we're doing our show remotely so I really hope uh, that the connection is good enough that our listeners are hearing me at least as well. I know you're coming at clear. I hope they're hearing me. I'm just uh, mobile right now. Um, uh, next thing, uh, election night 2012. I hope that uh, all our listeners went out there and voted. It's your country, so let your voices be heard. No matter what your beliefs are, go out there and do your thing. Okay, uh, now, in the world of entertainment, uh, you have a number of good people, and you have a handful of great ones. And our next guest is definitely a great one. I'm sure you would agree with me, Alan. Um, you know, he went from bodybuilding as a kid to pro wrestling, tangling with the likes of pro wrestling legends such as Killer Kowalski, to swinging into stand-up comedy and eventually landing some key roles on TV and film. And honestly, uh, it is without a doubt, my great pleasure and our great pleasure and our honor to welcome the one and only Hank Garrett to the Action Martial Arts Power Hour. Welcome, Hank. Thank you so much. And it's my hey, pleasure. Hi, Hank. I'm sorry? How you been, buddy? How you been, Hanging buddy? In. All right? Yeah, good, and uh, good, I, was, good. I was very concerned about Alan, and, uh, you know, Alan, I was concerned about you right in the middle of that, that catastrophe. And so I called all my friends, trying to reach them, and and uh, not having much luck, and that, so it just kept adding to my worry. But thank God everybody came through. Yeah, we're, we're coming out of it. It's, it's going to be a long one, but uh, we're going to make it through. Oh, I'm sure so, you will. Just want just wanted to say one thing also for the listeners. Uh, a lot of people have been emailing me, sending me letters, uh, Facebook, 
the Tropicana is up and running again. There's no problems. They had no damage. Oh. Atlantic City, the boardwalk was ruined, but Atlantic City still open. The Tropicana is open, so our event is still full fledged, ready to go. And that type, of, you got to understand something about the casinos. They only they only can make money when they're open, so you know they're going to be open. Yes, <laughs> and, I, and I need to add something to that. Uh, the misconception is that the entire boardwalk in Atlantic City was destroyed, and that is not true. Oh, is yes, not, a portion. Only a portion, only about 20% of it. So the boardwalk is there, and it's, I believe especially by the Tropicana, because they were further down. By the Rebel, it's a right. different story, but further down, uh, we're okay. So January, Tropicana will be set, boardwalk and all. I think we're going to be okay. Oh, it did. Well, also, just, just wanted to add a little something on I'm working on something right now with... Uh, Sam Johnson and his wife were trying to do a, even after this is all over, we're trying to do a food drive and raise some money for at the event. And uh, there'll be more on that once on Facebook for some other things I put out. But when we get a little closer to it, people will know about it. We still want to give back. But I say just now, if you really can, call the Red Cross up, try to donate something. I've done it twice already, and I know many people are doing it. I think they raised like over $16 million in the last couple of days, so... God bless people who are putting their hearts out there and their wallets. So, yeah. well, let's get away from the, the unhappiness for a while and let's get back into radio land here. Okay, I got my yeah. good friend Hank Garren online. And, uh, Hank, could you tell us a little bit? I know you have a new project you're working on. Yeah, I, and, uh, uh, I'd love to hear a little about it. I've written a book, uh, actually, I, uh, about my life and, you know, on the streets of Harlem because I was a hoodlum most of my young life. And uh, so the it's called Up from the Sidewalk. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I was always in trouble. And oh, yeah, you know, I still saw your picture in the post office the other day. I thought it was you. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Was there a You're number like, across there, my where chest? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> and you but played the, a copy at it, which is the worst part. It's with you before. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but two people actually got me off the street, and one of the, uh, the those people was Sammy Davis, Jr., and, uh, yeah, because I, I, w- I was always, as I said, always, always in trouble. Uh, my mother had, uh, she was crying to a gentleman who was the mayor of New York, a guy named Willie Bryant, who got came to speak to me, and first thing he did was knock the cigarette out of my mouth. And uh, he took me, uh, with my mom's permission, uh, he said to me, uh, do you have a suit? And I said, yeah, I've got a suit. And he said, oh, uh, and take a bath. And he took me to the Apollo Theater to see Sammy Davis Jr., uh, introduced me to Sam, and uh, he had already spoken to Sam. And Sam said, uh, you have a couple of directions, and one of them is either go to prison or get killed, or the other is to change your life. And uh, (laughs) 20-some-odd years later, I was opening for Tony Bennett at the uh, Sands in Las Vegas, and wow. Sam was in the audience with, with Dean Martin and uh, Frank Sinatra. And Sam said to me, uh, first of all, Frank gave me a standing ovation when I got through, and it was just, I just couldn't breathe. Yeah. And Sam said, where do I know you from? And when I told him, uh, we both broke down and cried. It was uh, just an amazing time of my life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I owe... Ooh. So much to these people. Wow. You know, sometimes you meet someone in your life just they that, that little switch you need just to turn exactly. that switch on, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Just turned my you life around. Be op- you have to be open to it, too, Hank. Oh, absolutely. You, uh, yeah. 
Well, I, it's funny, but I I started in martial arts because I wanted to be a, a better street fighter. And through martial arts, I, I learned humility. And I didn't want to be a tough guy anymore. Mm. My my teacher, my sensei at that time, had just come from Korea. And uh, uh, just the most amazing experience of my life. Also, a mind and, and body changing just being exposed to the martial arts. Well, well, you have a very very rich background with everything in your life, and you tell the audience a little bit about what you've done in in Hollywood and TV and other things. Well, uh, I did. Uh, I had a television series with James Earl Jones, which was uh, kind of short-lived. I was co-starring with him. But mm-hmm. the most notable thing was the movie I did, Three Days of the Condor, uh, mm-hmm. Where I, I did my own fight, my own fight stuff, and it wound up winning me the New York Film Critics Award. Wonderful. Yes, it was very exciting. But there too, martial arts. Uh, it, it changed my life completely for the better. And recently, uh, I have to say it like this. Ooh, 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 ooh. Could you tell us Joe, that story? <laughs> Joey Ross. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I got to tell you something, Alan. Uh, meeting you uh, has been such an incredible experience for me. I knew of you years ago, uh, and never had the pleasure of meeting you. And then going to your event, meeting you, the kind of guy you are, and absolutely fronting, uh, giving that this incredible, incredible experience. This this. And meeting martial artists from all over the world who come to honor you. And it's, wow, wow, what a mind-blowing experience, Alan. And I am so well, honored to to be in your presence. Well, I'm not a Sammy Davis Jr., but, but no, anyway, no. I do appreciate it. No, but, uh, I, you know, to see you I, I, I try to give back to everybody. I want everyone to be happy and you know, I, I realize building that family in the martial art world is really what's important. I always yeah. tell people, you, you may you may not like me for what I stand for with certain things. I'm not a guy that holds my tongue, and you know that. Yeah. Uh, I say what I want to say, and, you know, I, I'll back it up also, so I have no problem with that either. But, you know, I always try to say, if we all could just, you know, hey, we all can get along. We're, yeah. we're never going to have problems, but if, if, when the egos and all the other crap gets involved, that's where it starts, and I, I tell you truthfully, I'm still nobody. I'm just the guy that runs the event. Don't you know, know, it's you guys that come down and be part of it that makes it what it is. Alan, we but no PhDs. We wouldn't be there if it wasn't for you, Al. You uh, please understand that. You know, I'm invited to events all over the world, and I've been to a lot of them. But boy, they can't hold a candle to the event that you have because everybody. Every year looks forward to the next time that we get together at your event. Well, it's, it's, uh, let me tell you, it's not easy. You know, I'm putting together this year's event. I still got close, you know, a little less than three months, and you know, now a lot of things are happening for me, so it's uh, good. We have a lot of new stars coming in, and I always say, just become part of the family, you know, such as you did, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, you know. After my event, you came to me and you thanked me and everything else, and we we kept in touch after that. And then one one day you said something to me, and I don't know if you real, remember you saying it to me. I think it was like the second or third year you were there, 
and we made friends. He looked at me and goes, you know, you're one of my best friends, Alan. And they just looked at you like, wow, this this guy. And the audience would know uh, Hank is not a youngster. Let's just put it that way. Hank's been around the block a few times. Yes. <laughs> uh, a few times. What are you, how, how old are you now, 71? 71. 71 years old. God bless him. Okay? <laughs> so Hank's been around. So Hank said that to me. He, he don't know this. I'm saying it to him the first time. That was very heartwarming. And I think that's what made the endearment that you and I, that I got for you by you opening up for me that way. So it, yeah. it was, you know, it, it's not just a one-way street. And yeah, I, it, I it, really did appreciate that. It's family. It's the family I never really had. Well, if I can add on to that, uh, as far as Hank is concerned, you know, I I believe a man uh, can be judged by his actions. And uh, one thing that Hank has uh, shown is uh, his his honor. He's shown his his, his ability to give without even wanting anything in return. And he he showed that at a uh, charity event that we did a couple of years ago. And uh, without question, you know, he just he just showed up, like mm-hmm. like Don Wilson did, and like Jane Blue and uh, and uh, and Phil Morris. Uh, everyone showed up, and he yes. he was there when he didn't have to be there, but he did it because it was a charitable thing, and that was from the heart. I needed to say that because that shows your character, and you don't have to do these things. You've been, as Alan said, you've been around the block. You've done yeah. things that people wish they can do. And, you know, you still keep giving, and I appreciate you as a human being. And that, that's you. the good stuff. No, you're you're you more than so welcome. Much. And what, what I want to do, if I can do this, just so our listeners get a grasp, because your your history is rather vast, and I'd like them to, to kind of understand how you actually got involved in martial arts so that they can learn a little something from you. Well, as I said, uh, I, I was... a uh, a street tough guy, so I thought. And uh, I met a general, uh, gentleman named Min Pai, who had just come from Korea. And uh, he started a class, and I thought, yeah, this is this will be helpful when I get into a fight on the street. And when I, I went into what was his dojo, he had rented a room in a hotel. And I walked in, and first thing, he stopped me, and he said, take your shoes off and also bow to the flags and to your, to your, your teacher, sense, my sensei. And I thought, what is this? And somebody said to me, are you going to run around in pajamas? I said, no, it's called a gi. So he said, yeah, 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 I got one of them. And uh, suddenly I, I started attending classes and Wow. I could not wait for the next session to start. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I was just, as they say, I was hooked. And it became my mother and my father. I no, no longer had the need to be on that street fighting. Had nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. So I just learned. And then I wound up going to uh, train with Peter Urban in the Chinatown mm-hmm. Dojo, and that's where I got my first black belt. Yeah, okay. So the art saved your life pretty much, along with uh, Sammy Davis. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I, now, it, see, it, for, 
our audience that doesn't know much about your other background, could you tell people some of your, the, uh, the TV shows and other things you did? Oh, well, the uh, first uh, television series I did was uh, Car 54, Where Are You? There I you was go. playing Nicholson on the show, and I was Al Lewis's partner. Uh, I was 18 years old. <laughs> and 17, I was wrestling pro. 16, I was working up at the Catskills as a comedian. And uh, it, it's, it's been a miraculous life. It has been. And it continues to be. But i got to tell you, Alan, I have never, ever, ever felt so much humility to being with the greats of martial arts as I, that I meet at every one of your events. People that I've read about, people that I heard about, legends. And I keep saying to myself, my God, what am I doing here? Yeah, these people. It's funny. It's funny you say that. I, I had Ray Mercer there last year, who's actually coming back again this year. And oh. Ray, Ray was so excited. He, he was running around like a little boy. <laughs> he said, you, you, "You got more, you know, masters here and 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 movie stars than I have ever seen in my whole life." <laughs> and, and I'm laughing. I'm saying, Ray, you're one of the big names here, also. But he didn't look at himself that way. I so know. I think that's what's happened at my event. That you meet so many people there, so many great people. Like Martin Cove was on uh, last week and he was, or two weeks ago. He was talking about it. He goes, I, I came to your event and I met all these great masters and grand masters because I was in awe. And they were in awe with me. Yes. I said, that's the magic of the event. That there's nobody there looking to outdo each other. And that's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I've and Joe, Louis, Joe Louis felt the same way. Oh, they're, they're all amazing. I mean, you know, the, the Frank Shamrock. And mm-hmm. all these people that, you know, you say, oh, my God, these, these people are incredible, incredible martial artists. These these guys were all champions. Yeah. And to be in their presence, it, it's, wow, I'm like a kid in a toy store. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes feel that way. And, then, you know, like, it's a very funny, funny thing. One of my very dear friends is uh, Chuck Zito. And now yeah. he's on the Sons of Anarchy. And I watched the first couple of shows, and I was getting real pissed. Because I, I really thought they were jerking around a little bit because they were giving them these tiny little roles in, in each show. Literally, I mean, you see him for two seconds, he was off the show, and that was it. And finally, this past week, they really gave him a real beefy role. I mean, he was on uh, a good part of the show, and I know this week again he has it. And I'm saying to myself, well, thank God. So now, you know, when I look at you guys, and I see you on TV. Even, Hank, I see you on different shows, and I never even knew you were in that show or that movie. And I look and I wake up, oh, 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 oh there's Hank, oh, my God, or there's Phil Morris. And, you know, I, I don't look at it as, as starstruck, of course, but I look at it because I, I feel that accomplishment that you've made, that you're my friend now. Yeah, and I look okay. at it and, you know, here's my guy, man, look at that. That's my buddy right there, you know. And it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's a great yeah. feeling, Alan. I mean, as I said, it's being in the warmth of, of your family's arms. Mm-hmm. And it, we just had the greatest time, uh, John well, Pellegrini. You do. <laughs> you do. I, I, I got to work. <laughs> you have a good time. <laughs> so, you have, you have fun on Fridays, Alan. <laughs> huh? You have fun on Fridays. Yeah, well, actually, I, I usually have fun after the event. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, it, it, it is definitely a event. I mean, you know, I put on last year, I know we did that little Thursday night party. We had dinner for everybody in the Chinese restaurant, which is real nice. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, that, and I'm trying to do those things so it loosens up a lot of what we do. So when all the celebrities, I mean, we had 20 celebrities sitting at the table that night for dinner. Yeah. And sitting there and enjoying it, you know, nobody there at that table had anything. I can't even say an inch of ego. It was all just, hey, here, this is my buddy over there. That's my buddy. That's my, and the, the people working in the in the hotel there and came out in the restaurant were standing with their mouths open. They couldn't believe the people were sitting at that table that night. And all we and kept saying was, pass the egg rolls. Give me the, Yeah, there you go. Give me the, <laughs> where's the moose shoe chicken? Uh, you know. <laughs> it was fantastic. So that, that's what I try to build that camaraderie. So, and, you know, there's a lot of guys out there. And you know, when, I, when I say this, you, you may not even believe it. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to support what I do because they just think, oh, big deal. You know, look what they're doing there. Because it, it, it is definitely a form of jealousy. But I, I tell these guys, you don't understand something. My event is not my event. Yeah. My event's the martial arts event. It's the destination to come and be part of that event. Yes. No matter who you are. Yes. So you, you can be, you know, the first three black belt, but still rub elbows with everyone else that's at that event. And, oh, you know, that's kind of what I try to do every year, you know, trying to make it. And we did the wine and cheese party and, and you know, so on and so forth to add oh, on to it. It was marvelous. And, yeah. Well, again, it was marvelous for you guys. <laughs> no, I actually had fun at the wine and cheese party this year. I had a couple of drinks and I did a little dancing, so it wasn't bad for me. <laughs> well, like an like okay. I I got to keep Gary Dagawi off, off the tables. That's all I got to do for next time. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to do that, please. <laughs> what I, what I was, I was going to interject and just say, you know, I mean, Hank, you, you can, you know, agree with me or disagree with me, uh, definitely. But I know at a lot of events, people that have the events actually put themselves in the spotlight. And they do that time and time again. I guess it becomes an ego thing. And for oh, me, yeah. I really don't care about that. But, Alan, as I, I told you, you and I know each other about a, for over a decade now. And the reality is not one time have I ever seen you go up in that podium. People have to drag you up there to give you an honor and bow down to you because you didn't want to go up there because it wasn't about you. It never was. Yeah. And that's sure. what makes it special. And I, and I say that that's uh, an unbiased thing. or People may think it's biased. It's unbiased because it's, it's a reality. And, and again... You can agree or disagree, but that is the truth, and that's what it is. I just Absolutely. want to say that. I appreciate. It. I just don't want it to be about me, you know. I, you know, let, let, let me put it this way: very, very plain, simple way. And, and this is Joe Lewis, my good friend, recently passed away. He said this to me. He goes, "Everybody knows it's your event, Alan. You don't need to make people know it's your event. Exactly. They know it already. You know, they don't call it the." Uh, the martial arts convention or, or action uh, magazine convention. It's Allen's convention. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. Anyway, I know, but I, you know, I try to get away from that, though. So, you know. Well, the thing is, Allen, wear the wear the halo because man, it fits you. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, I just and, you know when you you say that, I, I really you know I just hate the other people in the audience that don't know me and hear that and go, oh, this guy. I, I really, if the audience listening, I really, I just want to be out there and do, do good things for everyone. You know, don't get me wrong, I also do it to make, you know, some money, and that's what's kept my magazine alive for, going, God bless, going on 23 years already. But, you know, I enjoy the event, build up to it. 
Then I get to it, and I love what I'm doing. Yeah. And at the end, uh, on Sunday night, I always say, I'm not doing it again. It's it the last year. <laughs> I, I, I give you a very funny thing. Last night, my son was sitting at the table. We're eating. He goes to me, Dad, he goes, let me ask you a question. His wife, he goes, how many more years are you going to do this? So I look at him. I go, I don't know, Greg. I says, uh, maybe another seven, eight years. I don't know. I really, I can't give you the time limit. He goes, well, let me just let you know. He goes, if you decide to give it up, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking it over. <laughs> So I looked at him like, he goes, because I don't want to lose my hair like you did. Oh, that's funny. And oh, I looked at him, Craig, he goes, no, nah, he goes, You're, he's like, you know, he watches me. He's home at night. He's on the computer all night long. And he goes, I, I don't know if I can do that. And I said, Craig, I said, every year people ask me how do I do it, and I tell them very simply, I don't know. I, I can't give you a recipe. It's just a matter of, you know, I know I have to get it done, so I do it. And I always look at it, and, you know, some of the people that are close to me know what I'm saying about this. I never look to save money. I never look to make extra money where, you know, I can't do things the right way. And I always look to overspend to make it what it is. Wow. And, you know, if, if I get, like, I have a sponsorship coming in, I, I spend it on this, on people. I don't I don't just take it and put it in my pocket and buy myself a new car or buy, you know, whatever it is. I Maybe I buy a pair of boots. I can't all lie about that. <laughs> but um, You get dog free. <laughs> yeah. And I, you give them my, my my other one. But, you know, I, I, I just like what I do. And when I have extra money to do something special, I want to do it. And it's just, you know, it's made the event that much better. And the ironic thing about it is I, I'm so lucky that I have new people that come in all the time. But I have tons of people that have been coming 10 years, 11, 12 years already. Sure. They won't miss it. And uh, that's the amazing thing to me. You know, that oh, people yeah. just want to keep coming back. And well, I always got to say, well, I got I to give something new and do something new. And they're going to you don't have to. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing the, the new outfits you wear. Yeah, I haven't worn it yet. I'm, I'm going to start looking next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think snakeskin suits may work for you. Oh, my I did the snakeskin already, though. I did the snakeskin. <laughs> did the snakeskin, did the alligator. <laughs> but I actually do this. I have, a, I have a new pair of boots I'll be buying very soon. That's another oh, story. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, so hey, so tell you're working on this book you're doing, okay? And when do you think the you know timeline is that you'll have this thing out? Uh, well, I'm going to be doing it as a one man show. Uh, it's okay. going to be uh, with uh, uh, slides of you know my streets on what, what my life on the streets, and then uh, going being you know, the pro wrestling thing, and then uh, from there. It, to the clubs I worked around the country. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little more about that pro wrestling. What, what, were, you, what were your names as a pro wrestler? <laughs> Hank Daniels, the Minnesota farm boy. I'd never, okay. been to Min- never been to Minnesota, never saw a farm. Yeah, you're from the Bronx, right? <laughs> yeah, from Harlem. <laughs> Harlem, okay. All right. That's funny. That's funny. And that's why, you know, you know, I have a lot of this year. I'm, I'm, I can't actually say it yet, but we do have some other wrestlers coming in this year. Uh, we did have a fortune. We had Jimmy Snooker there. I know you, Jimmy, you got oh, a Oh, Jimmy, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and you know something? I, I mean, I hate to tell you, I, I can't find him. I've been trying to find him and track him down. Really? I think he's a little, yeah, I think he was ill for a while. Oh, he, he had he had the surgery of some sort. Right, he had a foot surgery. Yeah, yeah so, but I, I, mean, I can reach out to him. We'll, we'll talk after the show. Okay, yeah, because I haven't been able to find one. I had one number and it's not connected anymore. Is it terrific? But we do have we do have a couple other wrestlers all coming in this year, so you'll be a, you'll be in your glory, Hank. 
Oh, wonderful. In fact, Jimmy was the last guy I wrestled uh in the with, when I was, you know, in the business and I was supposed not supposed to wrestle. I had signed uh, okay. the deal with uh, Car 54. And they said, really? no more wrestling. You get hurt, you're going to hold up production. Right. But right. I had to yeah, do it makes one more time. And who do I wrestle? Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> uh, who who won that one? <laughs> Gee, I really can't that remember. Was, that, was, that was a good answer. I, I got the answer anyway. I can't know Funny. And, and also, you you have a very famous voice. I need you did some uh, voiceovers, and uh, could you tell us who you did that for? Uh, yeah, I do cartoon voices on, uh, now I'm doing Garfield. Yeah. So uh, I was doing Fluffy and Fast Eddie, and uh, they're introducing a new character from Brooklyn who sells comic books to Garfield. Well. And also I was <laughs> doing the voices on G.I. Joe. Yeah. Very cool. So you're out there, folks, listening to G.I. Joe and that, you'll know a tank. <laughs> Hank, you are so humble. You're so humble. You've been, you know, we're trying to drag stuff out of you, and you, I know you don't want to puff your chest up, but you've been on Columbo, Twilight Zone, Kojak, Dragnet. You've done a lot of things on TV, film. You worked wow. with some of the greats from uh, James Colburn, Al Pacino, and you've done a lot of stuff yeah, that, I, you know, again, that, that people – they love to work with you because of how you are as a person. I said that earlier, you know, and I know you don't like to toot your own horn, but we have to toot it for you. Because <laughs> you're one of the greats in, in, uh, in the Hollywood business, in the entertainment business. And, again, you have good people. You have great people. You're one of those great people that have done a lot of things. And anyone that's listening, you, if, you know, kids, if you, youngsters, you, you're listening. You want to look up to somebody. Look up to this man, Hank Garrett. Thank you. Because this guy, you know, he was there on the bad end of things, and he turned the bad situation, and look at him now. Thank you so much. And he's still much. doing it. Thank no, you. You're more than welcome. It's, it's my pleasure to say that because it's 100% true. Um, on that note, what I want to do, and since you mentioned it, Alan, you mentioned Joe Lewis, I want to go to a quick break, uh, play the tribute to, to him, Go to some commercials, and then we're going to come back on with Hank Garrett, Tifu Alan Goldberg, and we're going to have your special co-host uh, coming on in a minute, Alan, as well. Uh, yeah, so we're going to come. We're going to be right back, and I want you guys to stick with us and yeah, call in if you want to, as we're here live with uh, Hank Garrett. Thank you so much. Our story tonight is about a character, a rather famous name character, in Joe Lewis. No, it's not the Joe Lewis that we know, the bronze bomber. This Joe Lewis is from Los Angeles, California. He's arrogant. He idolizes Muhammad Ali. He can kill a man with one blow. He's really a rebel in every sense of the word. All the fighters that ever set foot on this planet, I'm the only world champion, I say national champion, I'm a two-time National Conference Champion. I was never beating Conference. He tried. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. It's going to be 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 legendary. Action Martial Art Magazine, January 25th, 26th, Fall of Fame, Legacy, Tropicana Hotel. Be a bigger, better than ever, the ultimate martial arts event, the biggest martial event in the world, Tropicana Hotel. 
want to contact me, 708-856-8870, or go to our website, actionmagstore.com. I like their size. I love their texture. Their shape, feel. They complete me. Big, small, it doesn't matter. Yes, I like boobies. Love boobies. Yes, I love boobies. Yes, I love boobies. I love boobs. Most of us know someone who's been affected by breast cancer. My friend. My piano teacher. My sister. My aunt. My teacher. My two aunts. I beat breast cancer. We can beat this together. Show the world how much you care. And join us in the fight. Because it's more than just boobs. It's life. UCI will ban Lance Armstrong from cycling, and UCI will strip him of his seven Tour de France titles. Lance Armstrong has no place in cycling. UCI will also recognize the sanctions imposed upon the riders who testified against Lance Armstrong. UCI indeed thanked them for telling their stories. UCI likewise has nothing to hide in responding to the USADA report. And that is also the purpose of today's press conference. And to inform you that the UCI has called a special meeting of the UCI Management Committee next Friday to discuss this report and the measures which the UCI wishes to put in place in order that we, were n we are never faced with such a situation in the future. Home sales activity was at an annual pace of $4.8 million, with a median home price of $187,000. That's up 9.5% from the same time last year. According to Freddie Mac, the national average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell to 3.49% a new historic low. DDP Yoga. It ain't your mama's yoga. <laughs> Over the last 12 years, I developed this amazing program I now call DDP Yoga, specifically to strengthen and heal my own body. It's the only reason I was able to wrestle in the ring well over 15 years and three world champions. And now, I want to bring this amazing workout to you, and it will change the way you think about the word yoga. DDP Yoga is all about zero impact, kick-ass cardio, increased flexibility, and core strength conditioning. It's like nothing you have ever seen or done before. DDP Yoga. It ain't your mama's yoga. <laughs> You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. All right, welcome back to the Action Man Martial Arts Power Hour with your host, uh, Sifu Alan Goldberg, and our special guest uh, from Car 54 and every other major show back in the 70s, uh, Hank Garrett. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Alan, uh, I want you to introduce your, your co-host, your, your, your new special sure. co-host, uh, that's going to come on. So you intro him so we can bring him on. Okay. I, I call him Mr. History. Uh, Master Joe Rebello has been in the martial arts for over close to about 40 years now. And uh, the guy, he's, I, I was telling Hank while we were on break there, I mean, when I met him, he told me more things about me than I knew myself, and I was not too happy about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'd like to int introduce a good friend of mine, Joe Rebello, Mr. History. 
Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Hey, hey, Joe. How are you, buddy? Doing very well. Thank you for uh, inviting me onto the show. I greatly appreciate it, and uh, hopefully uh, I can uh, add some uh, a little bit of historical color into the show and, uh, um, you know, really appreciate you um, offering me the position. You know, it's a, it's a great show, a great concept, and I'm um, really glad to be part of it. Well, you have you have your own TV show also, right? Uh, yes, sir. We actually have two television programs. Uh, the, the one that most people are familiar with is a show called uh, Martial Arts Today Television, and it airs in five major cable systems throughout southeastern Massachusetts. It's also available if, uh, um, uh, through our uh, New Bedford, uh, which is our major, New Bedford, Massachusetts, is our major cable system that I, I work my television program out of. And it's now available uh, um, live through uh, 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 nbtv95.org. And we're on Monday nights at 8.30 for uh, Rebellious Campbell Karate, which is my other show. And then Martial Arts Today Television is on uh, Wednesday nights at 8.30. And uh, we've been on the air for 24 years. Wow. God bless. God bless. All right. There you go, man. All right, Joe. Well, so what are you going to do to our conversation, Joe? Well, I wanted to ask Mr. Garrett. I want, um, uh, again, uh, way back when, in uh, 1975, uh, I was uh, watching another film, and they had, of course, trailers for upcoming uh, uh, films, and uh, they showed Three Days of the Condor. And <laughs> one part of, a major part of that trailer was uh, the fight scene where, and I'll never forget it, you coming in as the mailman, suddenly pulling out the submachine gun to yeah. shoot Robert Redford, and the fight scene, part of it, that at least ensued in the trailer, which, of course, made me see the film. Well, what a lot of people don't know, I, well, first of all, I want to hear about the fight choreography and how you choreographed the fight scene with Robert Redford for that. And then you actually kind of reprised your role in 1998 with a, with a yet another hitman, oh. postman kind of uh, feature in a film called Safe House. And uh, yes. you thought it was appreciated. Well, that, the friend of mine was the producer, and he called me and said, Hank, would you do the postman again? I said, in what? He said, I'm doing a film with Patrick Stewart. He said, would right. you please, please, please do me the favor and do that thing again? I said, would love to. Yeah. Well, it blew, it blew my mind because I had seen the first film, and then when I saw Safe House, and honestly, it was just one of the things I just happened to be watching something and turned on, and it's the Safe House, and it was Patrick Stewart, who I actually had met in New, here in New Bedford when he was researching the role of Captain Ahab to do a remake of the, uh, the right. film of the original book, Moby Dick. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, a terrific guy. What a, a gentleman! Just amazing. Had as I said, I, I I've been so fortunate with working with the people that I've I've had the very good fortune of working with. Well, I, I think that a lot of people should really. I mean, if they haven't seen Three Days of the Condor, see it because you know for the time, you know, with everything going on with martial arts films and kung fu movies, you know, there still wasn't a lot of martial arts in American theater, in Western theater, yeah. and, you know, your performance, you know, should be listed right up there with, uh, we were talking about Henry Silva last week with Martin Cove, who I didn't realize had done a lot of the uh, the stand-in work for him for uh, Karate Kid 3, and, um, you know, I'm always reminded of his classic fight scene with Frank Sinatra in The Manchurian Candidate. Absolutely. And your, oh, sorry, and your scene definitely reminded me of that, that, that type of scenario. It uh, it uh, it was wonderful, and fortunately, we had an incredible director, Sidney Pollack, mm. who is a mm. wonderful action director uh, who's done so many things, and he was Robert Redford's 
close buddy and uh, his director on, on a number of films that he did. And it was Sidney, after the film, who uh, recommended me for the uh, the award. Wow. So I, 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 he just blew me away, and he said... Uh, you're going to be hearing from uh, you know the several different areas, and one of which is the New York Film Critics Award. Uh, I've nominated you, and and I wound up winning it, and it just just highlight of my career and my life. Oh, that's fantastic! You know, we were talking about Sidney Pollack, and um, I'm reminded of another film he did in an oriental genre, of course, the, the Yakuza, with, uh, oh, I believe, yeah. Robert Mitchum and Ken Watanabe. And, yes. Uh, another classic in, in, in cinema. And, um, you know, he, he's he's done so much great work, and uh, especially when, when someone recommends you for an award of that stature. That's incredible. Oh, it's amazing. And there's a gentleman that comes out to the to – Alan's event every year, who is an incredible actor, amazing martial artist, uh, Gary uh, Takawa. Mm. And you've seen him in so many things, and uh, boy, I learned so much by watching people like Gary, and it, it's just, it's it's mind-blowing, it's an, an incredible experience to watch these people performing and you go, wow. When I worked with James Earl Jones, every I worked with him and I watched him every time. Wow. And he, I learned, wow. I learned and learned and learned. It, it, it's a forever process, learning and learning from the best. So, well, something I'm going to say for the audience, and I can't really say it, so I'll say it this way. <laughs> uh, there will be a Mortal Kombat 2, and that's all I will say. Wow. Okay, they are planning to make it. They're doing an iPod casting uh, type show on, on video right now. Uh, then more, and then they're talking about Mortal Kombat 2. And I can't wow. tell you how I know it. I'm not going to tell you anything who's in it. I'll just say that it'll be done very soon. Thank you. I hope you're in it. <laughs> well, I, you know, speaking of that, um, we have, uh, um, of course, uh, Michael Jai White, who is featured in a, uh, in a uh, mini internet series, which is now available on... Uh, uh, Blu-ray and DVD is uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy, and originally right. that was a miniseries that was put out uh, by a particular director as uh, an homage and a a, um, a a reboot, as it were, of the Mortal Kombat series, which also featured Jerry Ryan from uh, Voyager, who played uh, the Borg Seven of Nine. Uh, again, it's it's a very interesting series, a miniseries. If you get a chance to check it out. Uh, again, it's it's really worthwhile, and that really that really is what really put the boot in the back in the uh, in the, or the, that, that shot in the arm, as it were, to uh, redo the Mortal Kombat series again. I'm really hoping I'm really hoping it follows through. And uh, if you really want to see a great performance, really check out Michael Jai White's performance as Jax in uh, again Mortal Kombat Rebirth on the internet or the uh, the Blu-ray Mortal Kombat Legacy. It's really great. Wow. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, Michael will be at our event again this year. He's usually been there about five, six years already in a row, and I know he's excited about coming back again. So, you know, people come down. And when you when you come to my event, you're just going to meet. Uh, Joe, I know if you come, you, you will have a ball, because I know the way you are, with you, the way you, you like information, and they grab these people and sit down with them. And the great thing about it is they're all open. They're just open to talk to anybody, and that's the wonderful thing about it. Too. Oh, yeah. So I, Absolutely. I know a guy like you will have a ball. Oh, 
Well, I wanted to, I, matter of fact, I knew Michael when he was a teenager out of Connecticut, and he used to compete in the crane right. circuit with uh, the yeah. Shotokan Warriors group. And uh, he's such a diversified martial artist. He's so skilled in so many arts. It's, it's, it's really a joy to, to see his, uh, his diversified career. Uh, Mr. Garrett, I wanted to ask you another question about your, your professional wrestling career. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, something a lot of people aren't aware of. I actually was involved in professional wrestling for almost 15 years. And uh, one of the people I was involved with was Jimmy Snuka. As a matter of fact, I, I saw him recently at a local event here in Massachusetts, and it was great seeing him again. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him again at the Action Martial Arts Magazine Hall of Fame this year. And uh, actually, I was just uh, this weekend, I was at the Rhode Island Convention Center with uh, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and uh oh Duggan and uh, Big Van Vader, a.k.a. Baby Bull Leon White. And uh, it was really great being with them, and uh, they had some of the divas from uh, – uh, TNA Wrestling Promotion with uh, SoCal Val and uh, um, a couple of the other female wrestlers, um, Winter, another character, uh, uh, Daphne, and it was really great being with people and actually being involved with the business. Now, how did you get involved in professional wrestling? Uh, well, I was working out at a Y. Uh, I was a powerlifter. Uh, and I got uh, a I blew up. I was about two, between 250 and 260 pounds. And at one point, I broke the power, the New York State powerlifting records in the Junior Olympics in New York. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I did. I wound up doing a 750-pound squat. And then uh, I went for 780 and blew both my knees out. But uh, I was approached by a guy named Murray Sachs, and he was with uh, Tootsmont. And Tootsmont was a big promoter in New York uh, and brought me up to him. And uh, it was Toots who gave me the name, Hank Daniels, a Minnesota farm boy. Uh, and I started training with a guy, a gentleman named Bibber McCoy. Bibber was an incredible wrestler, and he taught judo to the Coast Guard. Uh, he was my mentor. He, uh, he trained me, and then I had the good fortune of meeting uh, Gene LaBelle. Judo Jean LaBelle, who had... Oh, Judo Jean. Oh, wow. Uh, He wrestled, uh, he he played judo all over the world and beat everybody in the world. Uh, 300 matches and never lost a one. So uh, that, and it started from there. One of the first guys I wrestled, because I was getting a heck of a buildup, was Killer Kowalski. Oh, my gosh, Walter Kowalski, wow. Yes. <laughs> In fact, uh, my first introduction to uh, California, uh, I flew up. He met me at the airport and took me to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, checked me into the Montecito Hotel, and I'm wrestling him that night. Uh, I step into the ring, and I go to shake his hand, and he slapped me right across the face. And I <laughs> looked at him at the this is because I didn't leave a tip. What is that all about? <laughs> and uh, I we got into what they call a referee's lock, and I I said, man, you're really putting the screws to me. And all I heard was, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll play your game. And I hit him with a forearm smash. And when I hit him, I was looking down, and I saw his feet. And after the, the shot, he never moved. I didn't even rock him back on his heels. And I said, I'm in big trouble. 
And yeah, uh, can I can I ask you who won that fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome. And in the locker room, he said to me, "You know what you said every time you ran past me?" I said, "I ran past you." He said, "Yes," and you kept yelling, "Ma!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I've got to tell you, I've, I've had the honor and privilege of uh, of knowing, you know, Walter Killer Kowalski off and on over the years. And um, because I'm in the New England area, many of the up-and-coming wrestlers who trained under him, who since gone on to prominent fame through whether it be the World Wrestling Entertainment Organization or any of the major, you know, wrestling organizations. And, um, you know, it was so sad when he recently passed away. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I knew him and his, and uh, was had the honor of meeting his wife on several occasions. Right, um, at the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of my instructors was a gentleman by the name of David German, and oh, wow. he was the martial arts advisor for Cauliflower Alley. Oh and wow! I remember, I remember him talking about his first match when he had to fight Freddie Blassie, oh. and uh, the first thing they told him, he said, you know. You know, if if he wants you to bleed, he'll he'll make you bleed. He oh, goes, yes. what do you mean? And he goes, Freddie files his teeth so they're nice and sharp. So when he bites into your forehead, he makes you bleed. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a vampire. Oh, I'll tell you. You know, I but you know, since you mentioned Kilikowski, real history, we talk about history, uh, uh, Miss Goldberg, and uh, um, I'll give you one on why Killer Kowalski became Killer Kowalski. Uh, Walter Kowalski <laughs> used to be a babyface wrestler. And he was wrestling a gentleman who went by the name, I, be, I believe it was Sweet Henson. And they mm-hmm. were having a feud around the country. And uh, Sweet had very, very pronounced cauliflower ears. Oh, God. And Walter had put him in a headlock, and he was cranking him and cranking him. And he cranked him so hard at one point that Sweet's ear literally tore off his head and flew off out of the ring, and literally landed in someone's lap in the front oh, row. Oh, my God. Men, men screamed like babies. Women screamed and passed out. It was it was horrific. So uh, after the match, the promoter and Sweet gets his ear back, and, he, and, and Walter feels terrible about this, and he brings him to the, to the hospital. He feels terrible. They get his ear sewn back on. They come back to promote. He goes, that's great. He goes, what do you mean it's great? I ripped his ear off. No, no, it's fantastic. He says, have you seen today's paper? He goes, no, look, Killer Kowalski rips a man's ear off. We're going to make money off this thing. He goes, but I oh. thought I was the good guy. He goes, no, I wouldn't. Good guys don't make money. It's the heels that make mm. all the money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then he says, hey, maybe we can tear off your ear every night. He goes, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, I I, thought, I I had heard he also, uh, if it was another the story, with Yukon Eric, Ooh. that his ear came popped off on a drop kick. Wow. A, I, mean, I mean, back then, I mean, you know, I mean, we we look at cauliflower ears now in MMA in the martial arts field, and we you know we don't think anything of it, but we don't realize. There was one match in the UFC I'll never forget. I mean, this guy's ear was hanging off by 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 skin and a, and a, and the hope. And people don't realize, I mean, when all that calcium builds up into that, exactly. and it, really, you know, it can easily be torn off. It's a oh. terrifying thing, but, you know, you talk to pro wrestlers like Mick Foley about having their ear, ear torn off, and, uh, you know, it's a whole new aspect to the reality of what happens. And anyone who says pro, uh, pro wrestling isn't a martial art has never been in the industry. You know what I mean? Oh, they, right. they, Absolutely. They, yeah. 
Absolutely. That's, that's, that's exactly what Jimmy Snooker said to me. He says, you know, he says, you know, I'm not really my. I did a little judo when I was younger. He goes, but what we do is martial arts. Think about yeah. it. You watch the MMA fights now, and so many of the things that, you know, now there's a lot more high flying and stuff like that. But the old days of real wrestling, let me tell you something. There were some contenders that I wouldn't want to get in the ring with. Oh, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't get in the ring with Gene LaBelle. Yeah, Gene. You know, it's funny, too, with Gene. He's another one. Yeah, you always see Gene on TV somewhere. Yes. <laughs> if it's a ring or a referee, whether someone gets beat, you always find Gene LaBelle being, being the guy beat up or whatever else. So. <laughs> He's one of, the, one of the premier stuntmen of all time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I was so just way back in the off. day, if I can just interject, is way back in the day, some one, a couple of the biggest shooters in the ring were Gene, Lebre- Gene LaBelle and uh, Bruno San Martino. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, it's, it's amazing that in the old days in the, in the industry, they would call them the, the, the shooters or, or the hookers because these were the guys who would go from in the carnivals from town to town, yep. and if you had some good old boy who lifted tractors in his in his in his spare time and lifted the cow to have a glass of milk, you know, a drink of milk, you know, you had to have somebody who could take him out quick. So oh, you yes. had the the Carl Gotches and the Luthes and the Stu Hearts, and uh, you know, these were the guys who were taught to take these guys out and and quickly. Oh so yeah. They, it's it's yeah. funny you mentioned Stu Hart. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. You have to, I mean, the eye burster. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's Stu, certain techniques Stu, that I've seen over Stu's the years that I'm like. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, oh, please, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was saying Stu's one guy that used to call me uh, every week, and he'd say, uh, uh, Lou, uh, when are you coming down to uh, Calgary? I said, why? He said, because I want to stretch you. I said, you're not stretching me, Stu. He said, oh, yeah, I'm going to stretch you. Just oh. like I did my sons. I said, oh, my God. Oh, said, you know what? We'll go back to Hank now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel left out. I'm the only, I'm the only guy that was going to wrestle with you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, it's it's funny, though. I mean, there was one particular move that uh, I'm not going to mention the name, the name of the wrestler who I asked him to do it. But um, I said, look, I want to feel the eyeball burster. And he's like, what? I want to feel the cross. I mean, I want to feel the cross face that that Stu Hart used to do that made you that made the blood vessels in your eyeballs burst. Oh, and he goes, oh, "You man. want to feel that? Now you got to understand. I'm a guy who wants to ask Marvin Hagler to hit me with his left hook so I can know what it feels like." Are you kidding? You're I'm a little sadistic, my man. <laughs> wow. You really I, I have a death the, wish. I'm telling you, I was at the Heinz Auditorium one time on crutches because I had taught the Guardian Angels and I was wearing those uh, wrestling shoes and broke the blade of my foot. And here I am on crutches and I look at Bill Wallace and I'm going, would you run off, kick me in the head? <laughs> and he's going, are you kidding me? I can see it in the paper the next day. Bill Wallace beats on the handicapped. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, you want to, you know, I mean, my one of my instructors at Parker had a great phrase. He said, to hear is to doubt, to see is to be deceived, to feel is to believe. And and once you really you know once you really feel it it's 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 the wonderful sadomasochistic tendency we have in the martial arts that we see something horrific done to someone and we see the incredible pain they put in and we go me next oh, <laughs> yeah right you, you want to feel that because then there's no doubt in your mind then you know well that you know it works because I felt it and I know it works oh yeah it's like asking Gene to put the choke hold on you the sleeper oh, hold yeah. 
Oh, yeah, the rubber chicken. Ooh. <laughs> and well, you'd be going to sleep. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I mean, when you go to work with some of these people, study with them, I want to go study with David German. I got, I, I got a call from literally um, the, um, the, the um, head of the uh, Los Angeles, LAPD SWAT team. And he called me up, and he was, uh, he was a black belt under a gentleman by the name of Jim Eliason. And he calls me up and says, Joe, you better be careful, man. And I'm like, why? He said, I mean, David German's been known. If he don't like your attitude, he'll just choke you out, and he'll leave you unconscious in front of his school. And it was true. He had done that fast. And I was like, I said, what are you talking about? I'm happy to see him. I'm really looking forward to this, you know. Yeah. I'm not copying an attitude. I just want to learn, you know. Wow. But – now, who's the, who did you say was the toughest opponent when you were working? You mentioned about Killer Kowalski. Was there anyone else of note that you look back and go, what did I get myself into? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Kowalski, number one. And, uh, oh, I forgot the gentleman's name. He was Hawaiian. He was huge. Uh, he did a uh, couple Tanaka? Tanaka, thank you. Oh, I, gosh. I, I drop-kicked Tanaka, and I bounced off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was... About 250, 255 pounds, and I hit the ropes, and I just went. I was airborne, and I hit him right on the top of his chest, and I bounced off, and he just laughed, (laughs) and he he shook his head. No, 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 no. I'm in big trouble. Oh gosh! Wow. Well. I'll tell you a little bit about Taru Tanaka. Uh, Taru Tanaka's real name was uh, Charlie Kalani, and he was originally from Hawaii, and he uh, he went to school with Ed Parker. Matter of fact, they were both on the football team together, oh. and they were also uh, neighborhood. They were all they also lived in the same neighborhood in Kalihi, and um, the reason why they used to call him Professor Taru Tanaka, he was actually a professor in jujitsu. Really. Oh, yeah, he had studied the Danzenru system of jiu-jitsu. Uh, Danzen means uh, sandalwood mountain system. And um, he had studied with uh, uh, Henry Shishiro Okazaki. And, uh, matter of fact, I'm doing research right now on an upcoming DVD on the American Kempo Danzenru connection. And uh, oh, we're talking wow. all about that. And, um, matter of fact, uh, Charlie Kalani was one of the only people who was ever promoted to the rank of 8th degree black belt through Mr. Parker's organization, the IKKA. Wow. And uh, a lot of people didn't know that the only way you could get an eighth degree black belt or higher from Mr. Parker was in another martial art. That only people mm-hmm. in American Kempo had the rank of seventh degree black belt or lower. But uh, they'd known each other since they were in their teens. And, uh, uh, well, I'll yeah, tell you something about Ed Parker. I was appearing at the Copacabana with Tony Bennett. And uh, so I... I Go to a train. I'm, I'm training at the Chinatown Dojo, and so t- I walk in, and there's Ed Parker, and he says, "You are a funny man." I said, "Oh, then you've seen my act." He said, "No, I saw your kata." <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did he deflate me! <laughs> Gosh, I should have told him, "Come see my act." I'm even funny. That's all. <laughs> And let me let me just get into interject here for a minute, and then we'll get back to it. Um, just one for our listening audience: there's some great events coming up in the next couple, the next couple of weeks. Matter of fact, this weekend I'm leaving for Arizona on Thursday night. Yeah, I'll be uh, there. John Pellegrini, you gonna be there? Yes. Oh, okay. And then there will come a good time then, actually. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll be out there in Arizona, leaving there, leaving Thursday night. 
then the weekend after that, there's Gary Alexander's uh, dinner coming up, also Hassan Kalik. Uh, we have a couple tournaments coming up there. We get the Tournament of Champions on December 9th. Uh, no, excuse me, it's no- November uh, 18th. And then also we have the Toys for Tots on the 9th of the Tassitanos. If anyone wants all- more information on those, just contact me on my Facebook or my email, uh, and I'll give you more information on it. But some great events that I always support. And I think, you know, people should be involved more and more of the type of events to see what's really going on in the martial art world. I would love to do, to uh, go and you know, see uh, Kathy and Frank, but uh, I, I have not been invited. Have yeah, we... this, is, this is not their dinner, actually. This is just a uh, Toys for Tots thing they do on December 9th. Uh, uh-huh. It's not a moneymaker for them at all. They just do it and they collect money. Actually, it's the first year. It's their third anniversary, and this year I'm going to make it up there try to give them support and bring some stuff up there myself. So, I mean, they're good people. They run a great event at all the yes. And uh, let's, let's give them a little hand. There are people, other people that are around the area. I'd love to see them out there also, trying to help them out a little bit. Terrific. So, they're great people. So. All right. Yeah, now I know you're going for the weekend. Now I want to have a good time with you. Terrific. Thank you. <laughs> I, know that, I know the special guest this weekend now is you. Uh, they're bringing me out. I know Bill Wallace is coming and Cynthia Rothrock, so we should have a great time between the group of us. Yeah, I think uh, Cynthia and I are going to be on the same flight, and the young lady okay. that's my, my manager, uh, she's also going to be coming up there. Oh, wonderful. All right, good. I'm, I'm looking forward now, more, more so than ever. Thank you, Alan. Okay, so let's get back. Uh, Joe, any more questions? Um, well, yeah, there, there actually was one more, with, uh, if you don't mind, with the uh, popularity of uh, G.I. Joe, and they're in the process of uh, redoing the the, uh, the sequel. Um, I wanted to find out, uh, again, how did you get, again, a lot of people know you from either your acting career, uh, again, from your, your stand-up career, but um, a lot of people aren't familiar with your voiceover career, and I earlier heard them mentioning a little bit about uh, your role, of course, as Dial Tone in the G.I. Joe, uh, Joe TV series, animated TV series, and the movie. Um, how did you get that role, and how did all, all that come about? Uh, I was submitted for the part of Dial Tone, uh, and I created a voice, and uh, evidently they liked that particular voice that I did, and so I wound up doing it. In fact, I was at a G.I. Joe convention, uh, I think about a year and a half, two years ago, and it was a guy came up to me and he had tears in his eyes and he said to think that I've lived long enough to meet dial tone in person and I went okay and he brought his whole family he flew it down uh, the family down to Florida really it was a great 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 time Uh, the lady who played uh, the, the baroness and she mm-hmm. was doing. Uh, and she does voices, and so the two of us, uh, we were doing autograph shows. And uh, I, what I do is I I raise funds for disabled American veterans. Uh, ah, so, okay. Yeah, so far, and what I do is when I sell the pictures or or, or even the mm-hmm. DVDs on Car Fifty Four, uh, the proceeds go to the disabled vets. And so far, oh. I've I've raised uh, personally I've raised over forty thousand for the veterans. Wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, one one last question, and this is on a personal level because this is this is one of my guilty pleasures. Every everybody has certain TV series that they've always liked for different reasons, but one of my personal favorites has to be Max Headroom. Oh my God! 
and you had a recurring role in that series. And yeah, uh, if I, you could tell I, me about... I played Ashwell, the head of the board of directors on mm-hmm. Black Bedroom. Uh It was a very popular show in England, uh, and they brought it here. Uh, and I was, you know, cast on that, and uh, unfortunately short-lived, because the gentleman that was running the network uh, hated the show. He just didn't understand it, and he didn't want uh. it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we were in the middle of a shot, and they said uh, the guy came up and said, uh, "Listen, it's a wrap." And we said, "Wow!" He said, uh, for, uh, "How can you wrap for the day? We still got the two and three quarter pages to shoot." And he said, "It's not a wrap for the day. It's it's a wrap for the show." Really? Wow. And they canceled wow. up mid afternoon, and we <laughs> we were de- absolutely devastated. Back well, you to know, the unemployment life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. I, my first I, name. Well, I, I literally had just seen a new film that just came out, and um, it has a, a group of actors, and it's it's about this uh, this uh, support group that all these people have different forms of cancer and whatnot. And one of the characters, one of the actors, was of course the 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 lead role from uh, Max Headroom. Oh and, wow. Uh, and that, I literally just saw it yesterday, and I was like, and the minute I knew I was going to do the interview and talk to you today, you know, I said I gotta mention Max Headroom because that was such a, for its time, it was such an when it came to America, and then at the at the early stages of the internet where, where episodes were being played, it just was a real, uh, a real interesting state for uh, uh, the internet and. Uh, um, the computer, computer, the computer age as well, yes. and uh, to see that you were part of that was uh, was really a joy to see. Thank you. Yeah, it, right. it was quite a joyful time in life, and it was just amazing going to work yeah. and uh, on the, doing these different shows, and just yeah. keep questioning, you know, how how did it happen? Well, thank you. You got a lot more to do. I, I I'm not going to let you give up, of course. So <laughs> keep pushing it. And, uh, you know, now you see why I brought my co-host, Mr. Robello, on tonight, because this guy finds stuff out about people that you shouldn't even know about sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Anyway, he's, he's a good guy. And, uh, well, I, Blue, do we have any calls? I don't know if any calls were held through. We let him know uh, what we do. Yeah, we, we, we held off the calls because we wanted to hear <laughs> more from Hank, and uh, we knew when Wikipedia Joe would come on that he would be able to, uh, <laughs> to, 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 to actually furnish us with some good uh, information and some good questions which he definitely did, you know, with his background and everything, but, you know, uh, Hank, well, why don't you uh, let our listeners know how to find out more about you, how to follow sure. your past and future career, and more importantly, how they can get your book when it comes out. Okay, uh, right now, uh, it, I don't have the date on that, but I do, uh, if they want to buy pictures of uh, Three Days of the Condor or Car 54, uh, they can contact me through my manager, uh, and her name is D.M. Smith. D is in David, M is in Mary Smith, and it's 310-213-2869. Uh, and as I said, uh, all the, the proceeds go to the disabled American veterans. Uh, well, you, the audience, too, they need to get a hold of you also. I mean, they can come to me also, and I'll... Absolutely. Transfer anything that needs to get done too. Terrific, uh, thank anyway. you, Alan. Anytime, anytime. 
I, was, I think it's important that you're doing things like that too, and people more and more should people should realize that. So uh, it's, a, it's a definitely a good cause. Well, yeah, it's not that time to wrap our show up. I, I yeah, but I do really honored that we listeners. have we have so our, our guest on. Thank and uh, Mr. Mr. Wikipedia, I like that, Joe. You got a new name. <laughs> let, let, let's stick with, oh, let's stick with Kepler Joe. Joe. Wikipedia's got too many letters in it. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think we can go with Kepler. i got to go with Wikipedia. Nothing's going to change gosh, that no. That's it. We're, you're, 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 you're done. You're done, buddy. You come on this show, I, you're done. I can see, you know I can see the letter from Wikipedia uh, citing legal action. Nah, man, I'll stick with Kepler Joe. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no need any lawsuits there. You know, but I, I want to say I do urge our listeners, you know, if you're going to go and you want to donate to uh, disabled veterans, things like that, of course you have the Wounded Warrior Project, uh, things of that nature. But also, you know, if you go to Hank Garrett's site, uh, you go find out, you go buy a picture, you'll get something, and, you know, he's going he's gonna to be taking that money and utilizing it for that course, so you'll have something to show for it as well, so you get a memento out of the deal. So it's not bad for you to do because uh, Hank Garrett is doing some great things out there for our disabled veterans, for the people that fought for our freedom, because freedom's not free, as we all know. So, uh, Alan, uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. I just want to say, if again, people try to get on to uh, call the Red Cross, donate some money for the, our unfortunate neighbors yeah. around the yeah. country here that have uh, had this problem with Sandy. And uh, I had just an honor to be on with Joe and my friend Hank and Lou, of course. Uh, every, every, you know, every time on, we just bring up new things. And Hank gets me smarter, too, because I don't know all these things. And I learn a lot myself when I'm on the air. So I just want to thank you guys again. And anything you guys want to finish up with, be my guest. Thank um, you, first of all, the honor is all mine. Thank you for inviting me onto the show to begin with. Mr. Garrett, it's an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to speak with you. Um, you don't get many chances like this, and uh, I really have to thank uh, uh, Sifu Goldberg for even in- inviting me onto the show, and I hope I can be of some assistance. Terrific. Anytime. Alan, I'll see you Thursday. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you for having me on the show. Okay. okay. Hey, by the way, I, I checked the weather out there. It's not as nice as I thought it was going to be, so I got to bring a jacket. It's oh. about sixty degrees. So. That's <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too much. But you know, thanks both for all listeners for tuning in with uh, the great Sifu Alan Goldberg. Uh, we had uh, the fantastic Hollywood. I'm going to call you Hollywood icon, uh, Hank Garrett. Great guy. Beautiful person. And then, of course, we have our new edition, Wikipedia Joe. Yeah, I went there, <laughs> Don. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'll be back next week, uh, next Tuesday, live with the Action Man Martial Arts Power Hour with another great guest. Uh, just keep in mind to find out more about the Action Martial Arts Magazine Hall of Fame, Hall of Honors, and uh, the great weekend that's happening in January at the Tropicana. Go to actionmagstory.com. Check it out because you don't want to miss it, guys. And thank you for coming on the show. Hank, thank you so much for being a gentleman, and it's been an honor. My pleasure. Thank you so very much for having me. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. It's going to be legendary. It's going to be legendary. It's going to be legendary. The ultimate martial arts business, Action Martial Arts Magazine Hall of Fame. January 25th to 26th this year. Don't miss it. Bigger and better than ever. More stars, more people, bigger rooms. We're expanding everything. Friday night parties, seminars. So be there. You need to call me, 718-856-8070. I'll tell you more.
listening to UCW Radio. In your face. If you try to remember, you will lose. Empty your mind. Be formed. Shape. Like water. All of the fighters that ever set foot on this planet. I'm the only world champion, United States national champion. I'm a two-time National Cotton Champion. I was never beating Cotton. Be proud of it. The Action Marshal Arts Power Hour.